Welcome back to the So I Was Thinking podcast. Yo, 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 yo. I'm joined here with my ba- pal, my buddy, my friend. You're going to say best friend. I'll take it. Felipe. Felipe. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting you to say something. I did. I just put it on what you're going to say. And I'm joined by one of the best people in the world. This side Chris of Wenson. Chris Wenson. <laughs> also, Rowan Keeley, my, our, our co-host. Hello. As you can see, we're in a pretty classy spot this evening, this fine, absolutely, this fine evening. We or got a morning, fire. wherever you're listening. We, we got a, a nice fire. mug. Where are we, Felipe? We are uh, at the Cool Beans Coffee Shop on the east side of Madison, Wisconsin, Ooh. by the Princeton Club. Let me tell you something, Rowan. You ever, you ever wanna like just get out of the house and be like, All you know what? I, I wanna, I wanna chill. I want to eat some good food. Just a Maybe, light lunch. Yeah, it was a light lunch. Maybe some quiche. Yeah. What? Wait, what's quiche? It's like an egg omelet. An it's like an omelet pie. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I've never seen an omelet that wasn't made out of eggs. So it's omelet pie. And a om- guy. Omelet pie. Uh, and, uh, you know, you ever, anyway, you ever want to like, just I'm going to find a nice quiet yeah, place to study, like, just kind of study, just chill, chill, read a book read by, a the book, fire, by the fire, record a podcast. Yeah. By the way, thank you so much, Cool Beans, for allowing us this space. Uh, my friend Jen is actually sitting in the background behind the fire. She's over there. I don't know if you could see her on the camera. Oh, you can right here. <laughs> she's <laughs> right there. Uh, she's she's Netflixing uh, while we record. Thank you so much for letting us be here, Jen. You're You're the best. Super cool. Uh, and as always, Rowan, besides oh, yeah. Cool Beans, this podcast is brought to us by none other than Chris Swenson himself at Rabbit Hole Records. Rabbit Hole Records. If you've ever wanted to record a podcast, your Get latest album, your um, song, your hit single, if you want to be the next Ariana Grande, Chris is your guide. Hit up Rabbit Hole Records. If you want to record... Oh, I, I can't think of If you want to record yeah. your fish at its aquarium meet, Chris is your guy. He will record your fish's swimming competition in high fidelity. By the way, I feel like we should give an update on, on Rabbit Chris Hole is, Records yeah. and Chris. Uh, he's back at his house. Uh, turns out his grandma uh, got arrested at Beatrice. Bingo for cheating. Beatrice. No, it was Be- Beatrice. Beatrice. <laughs> yeah. Ah, yes. His grandma Beatrice got arrested at Bingo for cheating, so he got his house back, uh, which means we are back in the game uh, with the recording studio, but we like Cool Beans so much. They sponsored us for two episodes, so why not? You know? Super uh, cool. Also, I don't know if you heard this about Chris Rowan. Tell uh, me about but it. But the legend of Chris, as it goes, uh, not only is he a world pro uh, at Bingo thing in, in Wisconsin <laughs> circuit, also all over the world... <laughs> but uh you know you know how everybody swears that they've seen bigfoot oh yeah all the time everybody i feel like everybody knows bigfoot i'm i don't i'm legally not allowed to say this oh so this is exclusive this is exclusive you heard it here first folks uh chris before he well actually while he was starting rabbit hole records uh, he filmed Bigfoot's wedding. Uh, no way. In high fidelity, 4K. Dude, uh, yeah. That's a that's insane. I not allowed to say it, but we s- you heard it here, folks. You heard it here first, first folks. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> it's he did it. Yeah, this is I what mean, it is. 
It's impressive. Congratulations, Bigfoot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like going uh, on fifteen my, years. Yeah, fifteen. Wow. Yeah. Lucky lady. <laughs> so, what's the topic? Where what? What are we gonna tackle today? This fine evening. Um. I think I think we're going to tackle the topic of feeling stuck in our faith, feeling stuck in our relationship with God, and and how do we get over that? What does that even mean? How do we get to that point, and how do we overcome it? Um, I feel like just in in life, in general, in in our faith, in whatever it is that we do, there are moments where we just feel stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think uh, feeling stuck in your faith and feeling stuck in your walk with God is a little bit different than being stuck on you know like question number 15 of a math test yeah right like uh because the truth is you start to question your relationship with god you start to um worry about your relationship with god you start to like get nervous and anxious and like man is god even real do i really hear from god does god even care about me whatever and you can get down like this deep dark rabbit hole uh no pun intended shout out shout out rabbit hole records uh you can go down this deep dark rabbit hole uh of of questioning your faith and and it's it's it can feel paralyzing and you don't know Mm -hmm. what to do with it and you know like you you keep going to church and you feel like nothing's changing you keep going to youth group you feel like nothing's changing you listen to our podcast and you feel like nothing's changing you should just listen to all the episodes by the way yeah that'll get you support us and buy all of our merch yeah uh, supporting us will help grow your faith i'm kidding (laughs) i'm not one of those preachers if you pay us a large sum of money you'll go to heaven like you can live the rest of your life the way you want just like go do you and as long as you pay us, this statement is not endorsed by Saw Thinking Podcast, or at least half of <laughs> Saw Thinking Podcast, not endorsed. Uh, I endorse it, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, like you, you get stuck, mm-hmm. um, and and what do you what do you do about it? You know? Yeah. So, like for me, my problem with my or whenever I have this issue, it's a feeling of like I'm going to church every day, right? I'm going on youth every night and i'm like trying my hardest to like butt in in all the conversations like give my two cents like looking for answers like i'm talking to all my friends i think i'm doing everything right and yet like nothing's happening i don't feel like my faith my faith is taking any like improvements i feel like nothing in my life has really like gone anywhere and i just feel like stuck i feel like i'm in almost like a time loop like Hmm. Sunday go to church, Wednesday go to youth, like finish the week, Sunday go to church, Wednesday go and it's just like over and over and over again. And it's the same thing over and over and over again. And so you're like, well, like what's even the point, right? Yeah. Like I want to change it up. And so then you stop going to church and all that. And I think, and I was having this issue like a while back and Felipe is like, you gave me this advice and it's just like, go all in. Cause often there's still something we're holding back. So like for me, like I was going to church, I was going to youth, I was doing my podcast, but like I was never reading the Bible, right? I w- I kept on like I was like, "Oh, what more could I do?" And then like I just like read the Bible. And I was like, "Well, I'd rather go to bed. Like I'd rather do this and I'd rather do that." And I would make up all these excuses. Yeah. And I wasn't like I was still holding on to my time. Even though I was going out and doing everything, everything I was doing was 
for my own benefit because it was fun. It was fun to go to church. It was fun to go to youth. But like when it came down to like reading my Bible by myself, I didn't want to do it. So like recently, like I've been reading the Bible and like it's really helped because just going all in, like putting every last like second, every like going all in in your faith really makes a difference because you're giving everything to God. You're not holding anything back. Yeah. Yeah, that's very important. And I think, I think, you know, feeling stuck in your faith, it could be for a number of reasons. I think sometimes we, sorry, excuse me. I think sometimes we, we feel like we, if we don't get tingly feelings, uh, you know, like if we don't get goosebumps every time we pray, or if, you know, like we pray and miracles don't happen or we sing worship and the skies don't open up and angels don't come down and blah, 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 then God isn't really showing up in our lives. And what's the point? Or we feel like, um, you know, every time we pray, it feels like we're praying to an empty room or whatever the case might be. And we don't ever hear from God. Uh, but like Rowan said, like there's, there are parts of our faith that require us to go all in. And, you know, like I think that there are moments um, I think there are specific moments in our faith where we're in a learning period or maybe we're in a season where God is trying to teach us by being silent and drawing us closer. Or God is, you know, like w- we're going through a season of a desert or we're going through a season in a period of whatever. But um, if you're not actively growing in our faith, the one thing that like I've learned is that like you can grow in whatever season. It might look different, but you can grow in any season. You can mm. keep learning, you know, like um, uh, let's talk about, you know, like uh, uh, reading the Bible, right? Like, oh, I've been I've been reading the Bible, you know, like uh, all this time, whatever, and I'm not getting anything from it. Well, OK, like are you are you just reading? Like, what are you reading? What is the benefit? Are you highlighting? Are you are you looking for? context are you looking for what the author is saying are you are you praying before you read are you asking god to reveal what he's trying to say are you you know like are you digging deeper are you looking online and saying well what does this verse actually mean what does this chapter actually mean what is this author trying to say you know like there's so much more uh when it comes to reading your bible but then uh, i think that's a great point you know like you you have to go all in um it's easy to feel stuck in your faith when you do the bare minimum Ooh, yeah or it's easy to feel stuck in your faith when you only do what's what you're comfortable with. And I would I would uh, counter with God shows up at the edge of our comfort zone. You know, mm-hmm. like God shows up outside of our comfort zone, you know, uh, over like how how fast we want to get into this episode. Go. All right. Let's do it. All in. I mean, so here's the thing, like, right, like there, there's so many moments in our lives where we hold back and, and from the get go, you know, like we, we treat God, like he comes with a, you know, like a free membership, right? Like we get, we, cause you know, if you try Netflix, you can try Netflix free for like a month and then you got to start mm-hmm. paying, right? Or with Hulu, you can get Hulu for a month for free and then you got to start paying. And we act like God comes with a free trial where God is very upfront about what it takes to follow us. From the get-go, he says, I want it all. I want everything. I don't, like, I don't, I, I want your finances. I want your trust. I want your relationships. I want your prayer life. I want your, I want it all. 
I want the sin that you hide. I want, you know, like the, the things that you struggle with in secret. I want it all. I want you to take up your cross. I want you to die to yourself and I want you to follow me mm. from day one. There's no free trial. Is it is it an absolutely like does it feel like a monumental task that is almost impossible? Yep. But that's what he asks from day one. But what we like to do, and I'm not saying this like a, as a slam either, because like I, I, I have moments in my life where I treat God like he's a free trial. Like I was like, you know what, God, I paid for a really long time. I, my bank account needs a break. I'm going to create a fake email. I'm going to create another email so I can sign up. I can get a month of a free trial and I can back off a bit and I don't have to worry about the responsibilities or whatever. And then I, I, I'll go back to, you know, paying and, and, you know, treating you like a full time whatever. But mm -hmm. like, um, then, then, you know, like, I, I, so I'm not saying that to condemn anybody, but like we get stuck. We feel stuck if we treat God like he's a free trial. Yeah. Um, That's good. Because I think it's also like where your priorities are at, right? Because you talk about like giving everything to God. And if you're like, mm -hmm, I don't want to like give away my time and like, I don't want to, I would rather spend more time with my relationships, like I would rather go out and hang out with my friends than like read the Bible. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I think you need to have like pillars for your faith to stand on. Like, are you praying? Because you need to build that relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Are you reading your Bible? Because you need to know what God is saying. You need to know like what the word is. So many times in the Bible, God says, meditate on my word daily, right? Mm. Do you have a community of like Christian, strong Christian friends? Like, talk. Like, I talk to Felipe all the time. Every time I have an issue, uh, me, Felipe, and Isaac, who you guys met a few weeks ago, are constantly talking. Like, if I'm ever struggling in my faith, I know I can go to those three people, and we can have a good, honest conversation, and I'll walk away from that conversation, change, and have something new to hold on to that I can go out then and, like, start trying to make a difference in my life right yeah. so do you have those pillars do you have something that you can stand on something that will support you because and we uh kind of talked about this in our culture episode but like if you want to go out and you want to make a difference in other people's lives which is what a lot of people think christianity is right going out and like changing everybody's lives if you want to do that your life needs to be changed first like you need to have that's uh, so good yeah you need to have something in your life that's different you need to be set apart separate from like, sin and the way you do that is like relationship with god knowing what god says and having people that you can lean on and trust yeah that's so good and and then you know like you you also need to learn how to put faith into practice I think that's important, um, mm -hmm. you know, because sometimes we act like going to going to church is enough. We act like reading our Bible is enough. We act like praying is enough. Worshiping is enough. There's a lot about our faith that like needs to get put into practice. So like, you know, like, do you talk to people outside of your Christian circle about Jesus? You know, like, and it doesn't have to be like a, a you're not you don't have to be trying to convert them. But like, do you have tough conversations with people? Do you have open and real conversations with people and put in your two cents? Are you in moments and places where maybe your faith is on the line because you're having to talk about a difficult subject 
um, or maybe like a touchy subject, but you're willing to be open and honest uh, about where you stand and, and what you, you know, what you know to be true. Um, are you are you serving? You know, like, are you just going to church or are you actually invested in the church that you're going to? Are you do you go to a food pantry? Do you help? You know, whatever. Like th- there's moments where you need to put your faith into practice. Mm-hmm. Do you pray for people when they're sick? You know, like that, that, that yeah. might seem like a, a dumb one, you know, a dumb question or whatever, but like that's real. That's putting your faith into practice. That's those are all very practical ways that it's like, man, you know what? Like, do I really believe what the Bible says? Do I really believe about who I'm called to be? And if so, then like you have to do something about it. Like, you know, like yeah. maybe you have to start a podcast, you know, like don't rival with us. Don't <laughs> drop your episodes on Wednesdays because I'll fight you. But uh, you, or you could do it on the epi- on the Wednesdays that we don't because we do biweekly for now. Uh, but uh, did you wink, too? I did wink. Yeah. I'm not good at winking, so you might might not see it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, oh, you know, maybe you need to start a podcast. Maybe you need to start a uh, a group at your school or a Bible club at your school. Maybe you need to do something. Maybe you need to organize a, a day with your friends that you go and you, you know, go to Walmart and you build like a care package for a homeless person. You go give it to the first homeless person you see, you know, like mm-hmm. I don't know what that looks like for you, but putting your faith into practice helps you not get stuck. Do you trust God when he says go? Yeah. And honestly, like, people are so focused on, like, I don't have a platform to speak to everybody at once. Like, I'm never on stage. I'm not a good, uh, I'm not good at giving speeches. But changing the world can be as small as just changing your your world, your group of friends, your the people you see at your sports practice or your band practice. Mm. If you can change those people, if you can change, like, at least one person. That's all God's asking for. God's not expecting you to go out and become uber millionaires who hang out with celebrities and transform celebrities' lives. Yeah. Like, you could, if you have a group of friends where none of your friends are Christian, or maybe they are Christian, but they don't act like it, if you can change, if you can change them, if you can really make a difference in their life, that's more important than ma- making it in the yeah. grand scheme of things. That's like more important than a million followers on Instagram. Exactly, yeah. I, I, I feel like so many people want a million followers on Instagram, but they refuse to talk to the people in their lives. Oh, that's good. You know, like, what do you, what, do the, uh, d- let me ask you this. Instagram might know that you love Jesus and you might follow Jesus. Do the people in your life that you see every day know that you love Jesus? Does Whoa. your life look like you follow Jesus? Or is your Instagram just a show? That's so good. You know, like put your faith into practice. You don't need a large following. You don't need the big, you know, uh, account and the big online influence. You don't need to have money. Listen, we started this podcast with no money. We still don't have money. <laughs> Sponsor us. <laughs> Go to so I was thinking podcast.com. Hit the support us uh, on our page and give us at least a dollar, bro, please. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, like you don't need money. You don't need talent. You don't need a thousand million followers. That's not a number. You don't need a hundred million followers on Instagram to, to be influential. You know, like you, you have people in your life where you can put your faith into practice. So there's no reason. Uh, and, and let's let's be honest. There are moments where you're just going to feel stuck. 
Oh, yeah, for sure. It goes back to those seasons that I was talking about. Yeah, you're going to have your highs and lows. You're not going to be able to be on a mountain your entire life. Exactly. You don't get to ride just highs because you might go through a breakup. You might get news that somebody's sick. You might get news that, you know, like somebody you love died. You you might go broke. You might lose your whole like that is you might go through seasons that are really, really tough. You might go through seasons that like feel really, really empty, like nothing's changing. You can you can still grow in those seasons. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the times uh, I see this a lot and you kind of brought it up. But Christianity is starting to become more of a personality than a lifestyle. Because we post. Oh. Because <laughs> we coming post for some of y'all. <laughs> I'm going to let him. Because we post verses, right? We post, we're like, we put, I don't know the verse, but it's like Philippians 4 something. Yeah, it's Philippians like, 4.13. I can do all hey. things through Christ. And it's yeah, your Instagram bio. We have, we have that in our Instagram bios. We post stuff all the time and we like all this stuff. But right after that post of the verse, we post ourselves going to parties and we post ourselves like getting drunk and like all these things that don't glorify God at all. And it's you're you're being a Christian just for the personality's sake, like you're being Mm. a Christian for the aesthetic. Right. So are you going to get real with God? Are you going to get real like with what you're doing and real with your faith? Or are you going to keep on like just using Christianity as a crutch to like, hey, I'm kind of a good person. Yeah, exactly. Because Christianity is much more than good morals. Because I think that's what the personality type that people are going for. They're like, I want to have good morals, but I want to have a reason for it, right? I'm Mm. making a generalization, but, like, honestly, like, you see people, like, with these verses that are about, like, love everybody or, like, um... They're just like, yeah, I'm Christian. Like, I accept everybody. I'm such a good person. Like, I helped out here and, like, posting all about it. But at the end of the day, like, you're just trying to, like, gain favor with people. You don't really care about your relationship with God. I'm pretty sure there's a verse out there somewhere that says it's more important to pray alone in your room behind closed doors than in front of thousands of people. Is that a verse? Is that in the Bible? It is. It is. But as Jesus teaching us how to pray, he says, when you pray, go, you know, go into yeah. your room, close the door behind you and pray to your father in secret. Don't be like the people that pray loudly with big words in front of everybody else. OK, so I kind of got the gist of it. Yeah. Yeah. But when you pray and when you build that relationship with God, don't post about it. <laughs> like, like have it between you and God. Stop like posting all over the place yeah we don't need to see that (laughs) yeah and sometimes we do like right like sometimes you want to show people like hey like my faith is real but like i've seen i've seen so many people that'll go on mission trips just to be able to take the pictures you know like they'll they'll go to like some third world countries and you know like hey look at me um i'm building a house for these poor little third world country people I'm such a good person. And yeah. then they come back from that trip and their life isn't changed at all. Yeah. So you need to go all in. Uh, and and the interesting thing is like being stuck in your faith or feeling stuck in your faith is not a new. It's not a new topic. It's not a new conversation like Peter. The Apostle Peter was stuck in his faith. Right. 
and he had plenty of reason to. John chapter 21, um, Jesus died, he rose again, but Peter was a little depressed. Peter was, Peter was tripping one day, and and at the crazy, the crazy thing is, at, at this point, Jesus had already rose from the dead. Jesus had already appeared to the disciples, but one day Peter, like, forgets his mission, forgets his purpose, and he feels stuck, and he doesn't feel up to the task because he denied Jesus three times, and. Obviously, at this point, if you deny Jesus three times, you're a failure. And everything else <laughs> that Jesus had said about you before then doesn't matter because you Absolutely. messed up once, right? And so the disciples go back to fishing, um, especially Peter. Peter's on a boat again, and all of a sudden they see a dude on the shoreline. And the, the guy on the shore is like, yo, you hungry? And in the minute, like, they heard his voice, like, they knew, they knew that voice. They all, like, Peter, like threw off his clothes and like just swam you know just jumped in the water and everybody else had to row back and they're looking at him like what's wrong with me the boat was faster you know like and jesus and and the disciples then are sitting on the shore and in john chapter 21 verse 15 i I wear glasses but you'd be surprised how well they work uh it says this when they had finished eating jesus said to simon peter simon peter or simon son of john do you love me more than these and peter says yes lord you know that i love you jesus said feed my lambs uh and and again jesus said simon son of john do you love me he answered yes lord you know that i love you jesus said take care of my sheep the third time he said to him simon son of john do you love me and peter was hurt because jesus asked him the third time do you love me He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, feed my sheep. Jesus had to remind him of his mission three times because Peter denied Jesus three times. Mm. And Peter was stuck. And let's talk about another aspect of being stuck. We didn't write this in our notes, but sometimes when you get stuck, you go to old habits. Ooh, because what did Peter do? Old habits. When Jesus died, he was like, you know what? I spent what three years with this dude. I he spent the rest of my life fishing. Yeah, he. I know fish more than I know Jesus. Like, man, like let me try to rebuild my life, because often this happens, right? Something terrible happens to us, and we're kind of left there. And there's that moment where you're like, well, like this is it. What are you gonna no, do now? Like, might as well go back to d- what I was doing before. So then you just kind of go. And you start going through the motions, just doing what you were doing before. It's like it's not a great cycle. And that's exactly what Peter did. Like Jesus died, he's like, Well, I guess that was that was a letdown. Might as well just go back to fishing. And he was fishing. And yeah. Jesus came back and he was like, Yo, feed my sheep, feed my lambs, bro. And and like in a in a real very real world sense right like we get stuck and we get depressed and we get or we go through a season where it's tough and we decide that it's too much and so we fall back into addictions right it could be drugs it could be porn it could be laziness it could be you know hooking up with whoever you want to hook up with you know like you go through something terrible you go through something that's inconvenient you go through something that makes you feel stuck first thing you do is you know what 
I I don't want to do anything anymore. I'm going to go with what feels comfortable. And you decide, uh, this is easier. Yeah. This is easier. And that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. But the cool thing is Jesus goes after Peter. Jesus doesn't leave Peter in his feeling stuck. Jesus doesn't f- leave Peter in his moment where he's like, uh, maybe this is better. Yeah. Jesus reminds him of his mission. He's like, Peter, when I called you, I told you that you'd be a fisher of men. I said, follow me and I'll make you a fisher of men. And then he told Peter that on the truth that Peter declared that Jesus was God, that Jesus was the son of God, that he would build his church. Like Jesus spent three years building Peter up and talking him up and, and, and influencing him and loving him and encouraging him and teaching him who he was supposed to be and how he was going to use him. Um, and then Peter, in, in over the course of a weekend, is like, ah, you know what? I'm good. Yeah. Because he, because he suffered an inconvenience because Jesus died for three days. Yeah. Three days. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, when our faith doesn't directly benefit us, we kind of drop it, right? Because mm. let's be honest, like, Christianity promises nothing but persecution it promises that people will hate us just like they hated jesus promises that all these like that we'll have like trials and tribulations right but so like why do it in the first place if being a christian is going to make your life suck then like what's the benefit there and i think it's tough because as humans we want benefits we want results right away exactly and so when it doesn't give us the results that we want or give us the benefits that we want, we lose patience. And I think that's something that we often overlook is just like not being patient. Maybe God is putting you in the season to build your perseverance. If it seems like God is silent, maybe he's testing you. And like that may not be the thing you want to hear because often when it feels like God is silent, it's like, is God even real? That's when you start having those kinds of doubts. And, this is where it's important to read your Bible, pray, and have a group of friends. Because when God is silent, like he's often speaking through one of those three things. Yep. Because God isn't going like, to just come down and speak to you directly, right? And so, like, you need to be strong. You need to be patient, right? Because especially now where we have TikTok, max uh, length for a video is, what is it, 60, 60 seconds? seconds? Yeah, so... And you just flip, and it's just constant, like, stimulization. Just, like, boom. Like, if there's ever... Here's a challenge. Try to sit in silence for, like, ten minutes. No music. No nothing. Just, like, sit in silence for ten minutes. It drives you insane. Because you're so used to constantly being, being given entertainment information like all these things that you cannot sit in silence and just relax for like 10 minutes and i think it's a big problem now with just patience so when god isn't giving us what we want like right now we get really frustrated and we're just like all right i guess he's left me left me for dead it's just like no like build your patience up just because you're not getting it now doesn't mean you'll never get it right like, yep. uh, trust God and trust, like, that his way is good and that his way is going to be the best for you. Yeah. Yeah. I like what you said about um, 
when things don't directly benefit us because, uh, you know, I think I've said this in a previous episode. Uh, Dijk Bonhoeffer said this in, in a book. He was a German theologian uh, alive during the 1940s. But he penned this phrase, um, the Jesus bids us come and die. Like Jesus says, you know what? Like this is, I'm not offering you uh, a yacht. I'm not offering you a mansion on this side of things. I'm not offering you a, uh, you know, I'm not offering you a full-time job with benefits. I'm, I'm asking you to, to follow me and die. And that's not luxurious. That's not... Mm-hmm. That's not sexy. Like, nobody's attracted to that. Nobody's like, oh, sign me up. I want to die. Exactly. But but that's that's the call. That's the invitation. It's not like, yo, uh, here we go. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a million dollars in your bank account after you follow Jesus for five years. Uh, so get ready, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, it's kind of like what we said in the very first episode that we ever did, God's Plan. If Check God it out took on Spotify. Yeah. If God took everything away, would you still trust him? Mm. And I think about that question a lot because, like, relationships fall through. Like, you don't get the thing that you wanted or you don't get a certain grade that you wanted. And things just seem like they're not going well. Like, if God took everything away, would you still continue to trust him? Yeah. That's, that's an important question. That is an important question, and that's what we do when we feel stuck in our faith because we have to keep growing, right? Um, let's talk about this for a second because one of my favorite stories in the Bible is... So, in the Old Testament, we have the story of the Israelites leaving Egypt and they wander in the desert for 40 years, and at a certain point, they make their way, right? Like, this was supposed to be like a very short journey. They leave Egypt and they go to the Promised Land, and on their way to the Promised Land... Uh, they get to the land of Canaan and they sent out 12 spies. Out of the 12 spies, two of them, their names are Joshua and Caleb. Joshua and Caleb go into the land along with uh, 10 other spies. They see giants. They see, you know, like a land that's plentiful, a land that's good. They understand the promise that God had already given them, given them the land and God had already promised them that land. It was theirs for the taking. Joshua and Caleb and the 10 spies go back to camp and they're like, so what do you think? Can we do this? Can we not? Ten spies were like, absolutely not. We can't do this. The people there are giants. It's way too much for us. They're going to slaughter us. Joshua and Caleb were the only people that were like, no, we could definitely do this. And it, they weren't seeing things through human eyes. They were seeing th- things through faith, believing that God would do exactly God would said he would do by already giving them the victory, right? Mm-hmm. And so out of those ten, out of those 12 spies, Joshua and Caleb are the only ones that survived 40 years in the desert and then survive going into the promised land. Everybody else that refused to believe died off, mm. which is insane. Yeah. So then we meet Joshua. at when, And when Joshua is in the desert, by the way, when he goes in there for the first time, we're going to look at uh, Joshua. Where is it? We don't have it. Oh, we don't have it. We're gonna, okay. Can we pull it up real quick? Yeah. Here, let me. Uh, we're going to look at Joshua chapter 14 real quick because this is a crazy story because Joshua is my type of dude. Joshua is a go-getter. Joshua is somebody that's not going to give up. Joshua chapter 14, he sits down with, or Caleb sits down with Joshua. And Caleb 
At this point, I'd been fighting for a very long time, right? He is a warrior. He went and he spied the land. He walked in the desert for 40 years. And then he goes and he talks to Joshua and he's about to ask for his blessing. And this is what, this is what happens. Yeah, here it, here it is. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, this is verse 6. Is yep. that a 6? Starts at 6. Yeah, and Caleb, son of... Uh, these Old Testament names are so annoying. <laughs> Caleb, <laughs> son of Jephunneh, <laughs> Je- Jephunneh, the Kazanite, said to him, You know what the Lord said to Moses, the man of God at Kadesh, Bernay, about you and me. I was 40 years old when Moses, the son of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to explore the land. So he was a spy at 40 years old. Crazy. 007 over here. Uh, He was 40 years old, and he brought back with him a report according to his convictions. But his fellow Israelites who went up with him, who made the hearts of the people melt in fear. I, however, followed the Lord my God wholeheartedly. On that day, Moses swore to me, the land on which your feet have walked will be your inheritance and that of your children forever because you followed the Lord my God wholeheartedly. So he was 40 years old the first time he went into the land. He spent 40 years in the desert. And now then, just as the Lord promised, he has kept me alive for 45 years since the time he said to Moses, dude is 85 years old at this point, still fighting out for the promise. And you'd have to think at some point at 40 years in the desert, dude was like, I'm about to give up. I don't know what these people were thinking. I don't know why I decided. I don't know why I decided to. I should have sided with all the people that died because they got out of this sooner. We have been in the desert. God, my feet are tired, and ju- and Caleb did not complain. Caleb was a man of faith, and Caleb was a man of action. Because this is what we, g- because you can do stuff when you feel stuck, and Caleb did stuff when he feels stuck. So he followed, he followed, and he was faithful. He was faithful uh, to doing exactly and, and believing what God had, you know, said. To, oh, here we go. My <laughs> fun all over the place. Uh, hey, keep on moving it. Uh, so forty-five. While Israel moved about in the wilderness. So here I am today, 85 years old. I am still as strong today as I was the day Moses sent me out. I'm just as vigorous to go out to battle now as I was then. Give me this hill country that the Lord promised me that day. You yourself heard that the Anakites were there and their cities were large and fortified. But the Lord helping me, I will drive them out just as he said. And then Joshua blessed Caleb and gave him Hebron as his inheritance. Uh... And, and here's the important thing. Uh, Caleb had spent all that time in the desert fighting. Or Caleb had been part of the invasion team, and he started fighting, right? And when he started fighting, he helped Israel conquer all of that promised land. Mm-hmm. And at the very end of the conquering, he, this is what he said, basically. He said, listen up. I know that there's still land to conquer. That's my land. But he tells Joshua, like, I know there's still giants there. I know there's still a a battle to be fought. Give me my land. (laughs) So 85 years old, when he could have given up, when he could have been like, you know what, Joshua, like, maybe I don't need that land. Uh, I'm old now. I've been doing this for a long time. I helped you do Maybe just give me some plot over here where it's already safe. Mm Mm-hmm where I know God will be with me. Yeah. But Caleb is very sure. He's like, with God helping me, I'm going to go kick some giant's butt. 
Yeah, and to wrap this all up, I just love the fact it says somewhere in there, um, but that they followed God wholeheartedly, and I, th- I think that's a great place to, kind of like, wrap this all up. Are you following God wholeheartedly? Are you following it with everything you had? Or are you doing it for your personality? Are you doing it for your mm. benefit? All your priorities. Do you have pillars to lean on? Do you have a group of friends? that are strong in their faith? How often do you read your Bible? How often do you pray? Because these are super important. And how often do you put it into practice? There you go. There's the fourth one. Four pillars. Get to it. Great episode. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you once again, Cool Beans, for sponsoring this episode and our last episode. Uh, We really appreciate you guys letting us use your space. If you are in Madison, Wisconsin, and you want to take a trip to the east side, check them out. They have these nice mugs. Uh, They have a beautiful fireplace. They have a beautiful um, cafe here where you can come. They have indoor seating, outdoor seating. They have indoor seating, outdoor seating. Uh, We got fires everywhere. Uh, in the summertime when it's nice out, they have like those little warmer toaster things for people. No, you know, like what toasters? I'm talking about? Toasters? Yeah. It's like umbrellas? The fire toasters. No, not the umbrellas. It's like, the, but the fire at night when it's cold. Like Jesus in the Old Testament, like God in the Old Testament. But they have that too. Uh, you can check out the best staff in all of Madison. You can see my friend Jen. She'll make you a nice latte. Uh, you could add as many shots of espresso as you want. Tell her I sent you. She will charge you though. Uh, but you could do it. Uh, Yeah. Check us out on uh, all of our social media. You can see us on Instagram. You can see us on Facebook, TikTok, um, MySpace, LinkedIn, uh, Farmers Only. Uh, Not really. Uh, That's a dating pro website. Uh, What else are we on? Anchor iTunes, do we say oh, that? Yeah, Spotify, iHeartRadio. We haven't played that Radio. We have a merch store. We have a website. We have. Yeah, I think that's it. And check out our YouTube. Our Maybe that one wasn't said, but it is now. Again. <laughs> have a good night, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Peace out. <laughs>